Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. The sisters of Lazarus sent word to Jesus, saying, Master, the one you love is ill. When Jesus heard this, he said, the illness, This illness is not to end in death, but is for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was ill, he remained for two days in the place where he was. Then after this he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary sat at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask, of God. God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise. Martha said, I know he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who is coming into the world. He became perturbed and deeply troubled and said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Sir, come and see. And Jesus wept. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not the one who opened the eyes of the blind man have done something so that this man would not have died? So Jesus, perturbed again, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay across it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha the dead man's sister said to him, Lord, by now there will be a stench. He has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. I know that you always hear me. But because of the crowd here I have said this, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said this, he cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, tied hand and foot with burial hands, and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, Untie him and let him go. Now many of the Jews who had come to Mary and seen what he had done began to believe in him. The Gospel of the Lord.
Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Last week I had the chance to watch a movie by this Catholic productor called Malik. He's also the, the author or the productor of The Tree of Life. He's a very interesting productor. He always leaves you thinking. But the title of the movie was A Hidden Life. It depicts the life of Franz Jagerstatter. I cannot pronounce it well. He's a, he was an Austrian farmer who lived in the 1945, died in 1943, and he was a devout Catholic, and he refused to fight for the Nazis in the World War II. So he became an objectious con, con, conscientious objector during the war. So he declined both to fight in the war and also to uh, sign the oath of allegiance. So they sent him to jail. He's married. He has three uh, beautiful daughters. He lives in a very peaceful farm in Austria. So he's separated from his family and he spends many months in, in, in jail with other people as well. So they gave him many opportunities to change his mind, but he stands up for his beliefs and finally he's executed. So in August 1943, um, he, he dies, no? they beheaded him. Pope Benedict XVI beatified him in 2007. So it's a great movie of this blessed. And now I'm going to give a spoiler of the last scene, so you can mute the screen if you want. But in the last scene of the movie, he is given the last chance either to uh, sign the oath of allegiance to um, the Germans or to die. And basically he chooses to die. And his wife is next to him supporting his decision. So an amazing option of choosing the eternal life, of choosing faithfulness to the truth, that rather that choosing enduring on this life. I think this example gives us an idea of what Jesus is speaking today. Jesus today speaks of the two levels of life. In the Bible, the words that we find for the English word life are different. The Greek words are zoe and bios. Zoe and bios. I don't know exactly how you pronounce zoe, but z-o-e and bios, b-i-o-s. So Jesus speaks of these two lives when he says, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. I am the resurrection and the life. The Greek word there is zoe. I am the source of a new life. If you have faith in me, even if you die in your biological life, bios, you will live in your supernatural life. And whoever believes in me, whoever is in a bond of friendship with me, will never die. 
will always have joy. And that's what Franz chose. Maybe he renounced and gave up. He surrendered this call to endure this biological life in order to gain eternal life, in order to preserve that joy, that supernatural life. Pope Benedict said once, man is a being who himself does not live forever, but is necessarily delivered up to death, since he has no continuance in himself. Survival can only become possible through his continuing to exist in another. So by ourselves, we cannot exist forever. We are delivered up to death. But because of faith, we can cling to the resurrection and the life, to the one who never dies, to the one who is life itself. And when that happens, when we have faith, when we enter this relationship of friendship with the one who is life, we receive joy, we receive life forever. We continue to exist in him. So bios might end, but joy will never end. And even in the end, bios will be taken by joy in the resurrection, the final resurrection. God will take our physical body and also resurrect us. So this experience of clinging to the resurrection and the life, receiving joy in a new way, is what happens in the story of Lazarus. The gospel begins saying, the one you love is ill. It's a beautiful definition of who is Lazarus. Lazarus is the one who Jesus loves, he's ill. So Jesus comes to the house, sees all the suffering, and he weeps. The gospel says that when he weeps, Jesus weeping for the death, the biological death of his friend Lazarus, people say, see how he loved him. See how much Jesus loved him. This love of Jesus, this friendship of Jesus, is what explains Zoe, is what explains eternal life. Christ wants to keep us alive forever. He loves us so much that he cannot be separated from us. And that's why he raises Lazarus. Because he wants to relate to him. He wants to awaken him again. So in the resurrection of Lazarus, it's very unique because he receives both bios, biological life. He's alive again. He can walk. He can see. He can greet Martha and Mary. But also he receives a new doses of joy, of supernatural life in him. So he experienced the friendship, the love of Jesus in a new way. So he was both physically and spiritually resurrected. And his biological life will end. He will die again. But his spiritual life, his soul, will remain forever. 
So I think this message is very relevant for us today. We should be concerned with both our biological life, what we can call health. We should be cautious, wash our hands and so on and so forth. You know it all. But also we should be concerned with our soy, with our spiritual life. There are many things that today can lead us to be spiritually dead. I was reflecting about this, that this scenario we are undergoing. I was pondering how many Catholics cannot go to church, cannot receive the Eucharist. How tough is not to be able to gather physically. It's not something we chose, it's a context we need to face. How many people are scared? How many people maybe doubt the decisions of the church or political leaders? How many people work from home and they have a free schedule and they, you can waste a lot of time? How we can start to doubt the love of God? This was the complaint of Martha and Mary. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. So Martha and Mary started to think, maybe Jesus doesn't care. And the list can continue. We can, like Lazarus, become ill. And we can, like Lazarus, become dead. Not in the biological level, or yes, in the biological level also, but in the spiritual level. We need to be aware of that temptation, the temptation of getting ill spiritually and then getting dead spiritually. But the good news is that Jesus continues to love us. The one you love is ill. And even if he's ill, Jesus continues to love him. And even if he's dead, Jesus keeps loving Lazarus. And the same is true of you and me. Even if we become sick spiritually, if we become lukewarm, or even if we die spiritually, Jesus will not give up on us. He will walk to our home and always seek to raise us up, always seek to give us his life, always seek to, for us to continue to exist in him, even that when we die biologically, that relationship could continue and endure. And even in the end of time, give us our body back, but now completely taken over by the supernatural life of God in us. So that should be one of the many graces we should ask today. Jesus, allow me to remain spiritually alive. Allow me to be resurrected if I have drifted in these last two weeks. Allow me both to value bios, but allow me also to value Zoe. Ezekiel promises, I will put my spirit in you that you may live. I will put my spirit in you. I will put my life in you. And then you will live. Live in a supernatural way. So let us pray for that grace of being fully alive in these times, in these days. So,
for homework, two questions for you to ponder. One, what are the stones Jesus has to remove? Before raising Lazarus, Jesus did two things. One, he prayed to the Father, and two, he removed the stone. Rolled away the stone. He, this time he didn't do it. He asked someone. In the resurrection, the angels did it for him. But today, he asked people, remove the stone. I want to get to him. So, what are the stones that Jesus has to remove, or you have to remove, to allow Jesus to get to you? What is impeding you connect with him? What is impeding you receive that joy, that supernatural life, that spirit of God in you? What is leading you to be spiritually dead? Maybe fear, lack of prayer, wasting time, anxiety, and whatever. What are the stones Jesus has to remove? The second thing is be intentional about your spiritual life. And basically, develop a rhythm of life. We are forced to move into monk mode. And well, to be a monk, to be in monk mode implies to follow the lifestyle of monks. And this is the beauty of the Catholic Church. We have the monastic tradition, the tradition of stability and regularity. Monks, they wake up at the same time. Monks, they dress up, even if they're at the monastery, they don't just stay on their pajamas all day. Monks, they work and they pray. Ora et labora. Monks have silent time. Monks, they eat together, meals. So they have a rhythm of life, a rhythm of life. So maybe if structures in your life have been taken away, you need to be intentional about a rhythm of life. So Tuesdays you are going to exercise. Monday and Friday and Sunday I'm going to exercise. Tuesdays you are going to do a movie night, like Sundays or whatever. At this time I will wake up. From this time to this time and in this place, not in my bed, I will work. This is how it's going to be my prayer life. All the time you don't commute, you sit to pray. Pray one hour a day. Pray half an hour in the morning. Pray half an hour in the evening. Have two spiritual meals in the day. But have an intentionality, a rhythm of life. Monk mode implies a rule of life. And in that way, the life of Jesus will reach us. In that way, we will stay spiritual alive in this time of exile. It's challenging, but if we do it, we will remain strong. And when we come to the promised land, we will be longing for him. Many will drift in whatever time this will be. One week more, like two weeks more, like one month, two months, three months, whatever it is. This exile time. Many will drift. Many will come back. And many will remain and will grow stronger. Because they keep this joy, this priority of his life in us.
the forefront. So let us pray. Let us close our eyes for a second. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Jesus, we thank you and we praise you. You are the resurrection and the life. You never die. And if we believe in you, we remain in you. You give us your life. And we will live forever. Allow us, Lord, to remain faithful to you in these times and to value both bios but also Zoe. Allow us to long in our desire for you. We believe that even if we are ill or sick or dead, your love will not give up on us. We are Lazarus, the one whom you love. 